welcome to the Finding Peaks show. You have it here today, your host, Chris Burns, president and founder at Peaks Recovery Centers, also known as? Company uh, cheerleader, I didn't oh, set him up. Burnsy. <laughs> I was gonna say Burnsy. I was like, what's happening? We have our chief clinical <laughs> officer um, and one of our longest standing employees, Jason Friesma here today. Grateful to have you on the show. Wait, 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 one of? Who's been here longer? Both. Oh no, oh. the longest standing employee. Yeah, thank you. Every time I'm around the she's like, you know I'm the longest standing employee here. Like, yeah, you are, you are. Anyway, yeah. I got that wrong, but we have Kara here as well, um, who's a residential manager with us and just a great professional as well as person in long-term recovery. So really grateful to have her on here today. Also wanted to mention, we all have uh, Purple mm -hmm. On, um, representative of Domestic Violence Awareness Day, uh, one week ago today, give or take. Give or take. Um, we're also representing uh, Bully Prevention Month as oh, wow. well as Spirit Day, and that is uh, a topic that is near and dear to my heart, um, mm -hmm. domestic violence and bullying, mm -hmm. and so I just want to stand up um, for those that can't stand up for themselves today and bring awareness to that, because it's a very, very important issue, of which we see a lot of the results of that um, in our behavioral health care companies. So mm -hmm. grateful to represent in a positive direction for that today. Grateful to have you both on the show. Let's get this thing going. Good to be here. Let's so, go. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> See? Here we go. So we got Kara on today. I met Kara. Why don't you describe the first time that we met <laughs> and what that was like for you? Yeah, so you were actually in Kansas. I don't know if you were marketing or what you were doing, but you came on an immense trip with somebody that I actually knew. Um, and I remember you clearly because you, I remember you making a scene because everybody had their iPads and their phones and you're like, what is this? <laughs> and that's how we met. And then you told me about Peaks and yeah. Yeah, it was a really cool situation too. I was at Atchison Valley Hope and you're right. Mm -hmm. I, was, I brought in our former program, we had an extended care program, which yep. was a bit longer. And young guys would go back home and make amends and, you know, bring somebody in the program that was getting ready to make amends as well. And I went into that, it was like the rec room at yep. Atchison mm -hmm. Valley Hope. And I'm sitting down and nobody's talking to me. And everybody is in their phone in primary care treatment. And I'm like, I remember going, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what is going on here? And I'm like, you, Kara? What's your name? You're like, I'm Kara. And I said, well, what are you doing next? And she said, well, you know, I, I think I'm going to do the, the IOP, the outpatient program. Mm -hmm. And I said, how is that different than the time before? And you said, it's not. I've yep. done it multiple times. And I said, if you want to do something different, give me a call. Gave her my number. And I was like, she's never going to call. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm pretty sure my dad called you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then you that followed up too. And yep. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Your dad said, hey, did you talk to my daughter? And I was like, I did. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. And then Kara came out um, and was a part of Serenity Peaks Recovery yep. Center, which was our former women's program. Which means that I'm actually the real OG. I've been here from the beginning. Yeah, that From is the true. beginning. The first group of women to go through, which yeah. I think is really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Are there any other women that you went through in that first round that you still communicate with? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Bobby. Okay. Molly. Shout out to Bobby. Nice. Um, Molly. Yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. Not all the time, but I'm, I'm still pretty close with Bobby, though. That's awesome. And a lot of them are still doing good. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that, those connective features and that. And can you talk about a little bit, you know, what was different? You know, you'd been with a couple places before Peaks Recovery, Atchison Valley Hope a few times. Atchison Valley Hope, I had went to a place called Teen Challenge. Okay. Um, you know, I, to be honest with you, when I came to Peaks, I, I think it was just, I really felt cared about. 
to be completely honest. And I think it was also a big part was because I stayed. Like, I had no intention of staying in Colorado. And you did ask me that, too. Like, OK, so what's going to be different? You know, I had always went home. And I knew that if I had any chance to, have, to be sober, to, you know, at that point, I wasn't seeing my kids, that I had to stay. Um, and it was the community. It was the connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. And it must be difficult, too, as a mother um, to say, hey, we, I actually have to put this on hold. Yeah. Um, and I need to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And in my experience in the last 13 years, um, that takes good mothers to great mothers. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to watch you transform from a really good mother who truly cares about her kids into what I see today, which is a great mother. Mm -hmm who is connecting, who helps other mothers. It's just a really beautiful thing to watch your recovery unfold. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about the first few times when you went to treatment? What do you think it was outside of the care, potentially the connection, mm -hmm. that kept you stuck? Um, well, I mean, I will say, I don't think I ever got into a lot of the deeper work. I would go to you know, Valley Hope, which would be 30 days, and that just wasn't enough time to get into that work, but then I also wouldn't follow through after to whether it be IOP or whatever that was, individual therapy. I never, I could never get to that point. Yeah. Yeah, which was something that I got here. Yeah, most definitely. It's, it's kind of like that bridge. It almost needs to be compassion and love mm -hmm. to get to the other side because I have to feel safe. Right. Right, and I have to feel safe with the people in front of me. Um, and can you talk about what that safety feels like in here? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think it's grown over the last few years. I, um, so when I got out of Peaks, I had went through something that was really hard. And I was able to stay sober, but I started acting out in other ways, whether it be, you know, self-harm or just getting very angry. And it was, it was really hard. There was a lot of grief that I hadn't worked through, a lot of um, trauma that I hadn't worked through. So I would say in 2017, 2018 is whenever I started um, somatic experiencing, which is a trauma therapy, and it focuses more on your body. So I was used to very much um, talk therapy. So I remember when I went in and I met my therapist, she started you know, sharing this idea with me, and I was like, like no. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. like, we, we, need, we need to talk about Let's this. Talk about, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's what I knew. That's what I knew, and she said, okay, well, I want you to be open-minded to it. Um, and so I started doing all these kooky things that didn't make any sense, but what I know was that something changed because I used to, um, you know, we carry a lot of trauma in our bodies. So, I mean, I used to show up, you know, at meetings or large groups of people and I would just get, I would feel so unsafe and I would just start crying and, or just things like that, you know, or I would feel unsafe and, you know, I, you know, I would start self-harming or whatever it be. And that really helped me to calm my nervous system to calm my body down so I can then process those big emotions, yeah. whether it be shame or grief or loss, whatever it is. Yeah, it's almost like there's like a lock on the top of the box to get to the intensity, and the key that opens it is safety. Yeah, no, I, c I could never access it because I didn't feel safe within myself. Yeah. Once I felt safe within myself, I could start connecting with those emotions and, and getting to the, the real, yeah. the, the intimate parts of myself. Yeah, mm -hmm. which generally speaking, we can't see clearly whatsoever until nope. that safety is really contracted for and invested in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really love you sharing that because to watch you over the years, it's just kind of been a steady pace and a recovery direction. And it's not like a bat out of hell, and it shouldn't be if we're doing it the right way. It's sustainable day after day, and 
it's just really cool to have watched you grown into not only in your personal life, but in your professional life, yeah. having been able to help hundreds of people mm -hmm. um, and be a part of a really, really cool process. I'm going to swing it over to here because I did the same thing a handful of weeks ago. We had Angela in here who actually yeah. worked with Jason too. And Jason's been a professional in this field longer than most people at Peaks Recovery, yeah. the 90s. Since the 1900s. Since the 1900s. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since the 1900s. Yeah. And so I, I like to swing it back over to Jason because he gets a, a lot of cool examples real time as a professional to see folks that you know, he once worked with and we're in a very vulnerable position and now we're doing the same thing for others. And so, mm -hmm. you know, just to hear Kara show up in this authentic way today, I mean, how does that feel for you? Um, it's, it's pretty remarkable, Chris, to be honest with you. I, you know, having known Kara now for, well, over six years, yep. I suppose, um, I think it, it's, there were times when it seemed really dark and hopeless, um, even in the middle of, of walking through a recovery process, because because um, the path wasn't clear. Mm -hmm. um, and I do I, I do sometimes talk about how um, sometimes it's like wearing a headlamp. You know, Chris, you've done a lot of hiking. I've done a lot of hiking with you with a headlamp on our head, and sometimes you have to trust the trail, and your headlamp lights up one step in front of you. And that's it. And I, there were times for Kara where, like, the headlamp maybe lit up a half a step. Uh, but that next half step, you kept diligently taking it because we, I couldn't see the trail ahead of you, and you couldn't see the trail ahead mm -hmm. of you mm -hmm. um, six, seven years ago. Like, it, it didn't seem, I don't know, it just seemed very big and long and difficult. Yeah. And honestly, um, I've just got to watch and experience you taking that next step and and now it seems like the clouds have parted the sun is up whatever headlamps off like the the trail seems way more apparent i think uh for you and i it, it's it is wild to just watch and mm. and um it is a gift of peaks i think that you know we we started this a while ago now yeah. and like um and to know you for this long i think is just so uh, it's a, just a gift to me because it doesn't happen in counseling very often either, where you get to yeah. actually see somebody for this long and watch this much improvement and um, to be, you know, closely close in the story and then be back off from the story for a while and now get to see it be full full circle and now you work with us and it's yes. great to see you every day. So, yeah, that does that answer your That's question? That's great. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> what know, he said. Yeah. As Jason was talking, I, I want to I show the viewers how early in Peak's recovery history Kara got here. So our mm -hmm. CEO, Brandon Burns, he's our chief executive officer. He does a phenomenal job running the company, far better than I could for certain. Um, but I used to take him into circle groups at Crestwood. Yep. Oh, yeah. When Serenity Peaks. <laughs> and you, you remember? Yeah. So I'd take him in. He'd fly in from Seattle, you know, doing his marketing job. And I'd be like, hey, we're going to circle tonight. And Brandon would just sit there and circle, just like, what is this? <laughs> like, and he never worked in the field, nor was he in um, addiction recovery, most certainly. And so I just, I just remember that. Do you remember having Brandon in there? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You would come to circle every week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right into the house, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. And we'd leave those circles and I'd be like, hey man, you, you need to wear longer shorts. We're in the women's house. You need to make sure you pay attention to these things. Mm. It's really, really important. But I love that he was able to get his start in there because that is just like, and he came back. 
Yeah. You know, which is really cool. How has it been for you as a professional, mm. helping others and growing along those lines? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, over the last four years, I have grown professionally. I have grown individually, and I feel like my biggest superpower is the work I've done to myself. Like, I get, I get to give that back to our clients. Um, oftentimes, right, like our clients come in and it's really scary and they want to focus on all these external things. You know, and I found that when you really turn inside and focus on your internal reality, all that other stuff, it comes. Mm -hmm. Your external reality will change when you focus on this. Um, and because of the work I've done, I, that's what I get to give away. Mm -hmm. My best superhuman power is the work I've done on myself. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that's extraordinary. And, and that's been really my experience in the last couple mm -hmm. of years since I've really got into some SE work. It's, it's my greatest tool. Yes. Is the work that I'm doing. And in fact, I get out of set or whatever it might be, and I just can't wait to share these new parts about mm -hmm. myself and these realizations um, that I think can afford people in the early recovery stages some freedom and some openness and mm -hmm. some space to explore what safety looks like for them. Mm -hmm. um, I want to touch on something too. Like, you have your kids back in your life today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And how's that? Yeah, um, it's amazing. I, so Hayden, my, my mm -hmm. oldest son, it's a little bit different, but it's a door open. I got to see yep. him over the summer and I hadn't seen him for years, um, and, it was, and it was such a gift, and it's still something that we're working on, but it's an open door, and I would have, um, I would have never had that mm -hmm. had I not stayed, and had I not continued the work. And for my son Jackson, having him, I learned so much from, from my children, and I really, I really try to slow down to pay attention to what I can learn from my children. And again, because of the work I've done, I get to see the messages that are received, you know, and it makes me become a better parent. You know, my son will be like, well, mom, like, maybe he'll say, you know, I, I didn't want to tell you that because I was afraid, like, you would yell at me. And I'm like, oh, that's it. Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah. And I would never be able to know that had mm. I not done my own work. Yeah. So I learned so much from my children. And then my daughter, Dakota, my two-year-old mm. that I had in, in sobriety, that's just been a whole journey in itself because I got to do everything from the beginning sober. Mm -hmm. You know, everything. Mm -hmm. um, being pregnant, having her, and that is, that is a gift. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's been amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of just six, eight weeks ago when we were at Air City 360, <laughs> and I'm hanging out with Jackson, yeah. and I take him up on the zip line, and I can tell the way that kid looks at his mom like she's his hero. Mm. And that is just such an exceptional thing to have bear witness to be a part of and be in the presence of is just like this real active and purposeful recovery. And the fact that your kids actually feel safe to be like, oh man, you yelled at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. That's huge. Tells me you're doing a lot of things right on that side. Yeah. Um, Jason. I was, I was just going to pipe in and mm -hmm. say, you know, my, uh, my kids are older than your guys' kids. Mm -hmm. um, but as you're talking, I, I'm reminded that um, I just remember my kids would just hold up a mirror to me. Mm -hmm. and, and particularly of me as an adult, but also me as when I was their age. And when they're going to kindergarten, I can remember my kids going to kindergarten, and then I would reflect on my own experience going to kindergarten. And it would both expose good things and also wounds that would appear and, yeah. and things that I had to kind of, that would emerge that I would have to work on mm -hmm. uh, for myself 
all along the way, all, you know, all the way up, you know, to even presently, like they still continue to hold that mirror up. Um, and it's powerful because, uh, you know, your story you just shared too about you, your son being afraid to like share with you something hard, afraid I was going to be mad at you. What a gift to like have that level of honesty. And we talk about it all the mm -hmm. time, Chris, with your kids too, and, and what they, and the honesty they can provide for you that just demonstrates such amazing trust. And, and that, that wouldn't come if you were passing your trauma and shame onto your kids. They wouldn't be able to trust that. Yeah. And I think that's such, that's like probably the best part of this whole story actually, yeah. Yeah. is uh, the trust that, that your kids can find in both of you truthfully yeah. due to the work you've done. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I just think it's exceptional to, to hear a story like that because it says there's hope. Yeah. There's a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. And I have more hope today with the tools that we have at our disposal in 2021, the SE, the EMDR, the Connected Client-Centered Care, trauma-informed around every corner. We have a real opportunity today to recover in a really meaningful way, I think, yeah. better than ever. And so when I hear chronic relapse, haven't, haven't been successful, I say you just haven't had the right people in front of you. Yeah. Um, and I think that today we have a really magical way to walk people in and out of their shame mm -hmm. through an authentic process that is connected, loving, nurturing, and compassionate. And when I got sober in 2008, it just wasn't that way. We were more of a rock bottom approach. Yeah. And I just love this today because it gives people, to your point, the opportunity to explore for themselves what safety looks like instead of me telling you what it is for yeah. you. Which is how that old approach was, which you may have even got a little bit of that when we started at peak. So um, is there anything else you want to say to the people before we jump offline here? No, just thanks for having me. It's yeah. an honor. Yeah. Thank you for being here and thank you for your recovery. Thank you for the way that you show up in this world uh, as an authentic recovering human. Um, the world would be a much better place if there was a thousand caras in it. So mm, thank, thank you. you for being here. Jay Freeze, you know what time it is. <laughs> thank go. you, everybody. Let's go. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, Dom Domestic Violence Awareness Day, um, Spirit Day, Bully Prevention Month, all of those things are very important, near and dear to our big hearts here at Peaks Recovery Centers. Stay safe out there, and if you ever need someone to talk to, just give us a call. Yep. Find us on all of your podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff out there. You know what I'm talking about. Let's make it great. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>